beautiful thing about IDEs are that they're highly extensible. On this week's show, we cover how we create brand new templates, extensions, and crazy user interfaces that integrate into our favorite IDEs to make us even more productive. All that and more on this week's Merge Conflict. I don't know about you, Frank, but I spend hours upon hours upon days inside of these IDEs, which we simply love, and we're creating code and we're cranking out apps. But what's interesting about the IDE is how it's evolved over the years and how easily it is to essentially extend the IDEs. When I look at Visual Studio, there's Visual Studio. But then really what I'm using on a day-to-day basis is just a bunch of plugins and extensions into this thing. And what's crazy about these IDEs is how easy it is, and I'm putting that in quotes, to create these extensions to really manipulate it to make us more product productive on a day-to-day basis. Um, is that how you see the IDE, Frank, or how do you see the IDE? Yeah, I, I definitely see it that way, but I actually tend to see it that way as a negative. Sometimes I think back to uh, Eclipse, which was this... Uh, it, actually, I think it was nothing other than a plugin architecture. And so you built up this giant IDE by doing extensions to it. But I think I, I agree with you completely because I spend all day inside of these things. And while I do love the out-of-the-box experience, and in general, I try to not change any settings or do anything like that, I do find myself writing extensions for it. Shame on me. <laughs> no, I think it's okay. I think, well, what's actually interesting is, you know, I've been using Visual Studio since Visual Studio 6, I believe, which was around 2000. Ooh, wow. I was in high it's school old. still. <laughs> um and what's interesting is when I started professionally creating software when I got out of college at Canon, that was Visual Studio 2005. And I remember the first day on the job, it was, all right, we have Visual Studio and we have MSDN licenses. All right, now go install this extension, that extension, and all <laughs> these things like to help make it better. But over the years, I've actually found myself not installing a lot more. Right. Like these IDEs have gotten really good. They but have, then there's there's like yeah. some things that I just want to do that I'm like, I wonder if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, in the past, like, uh, for instance, Visual Studio has always had some form of refactoring and IntelliSense. But even in 2005, I was using, uh, what's it called? ReSharper? Is that the Re-Sharper. one? It's the De- JetBrains, yeah. JetBrains, um, great company. Yeah, The most giant extension you can possibly get for an IDE <laughs> where it basically becomes a new IDE within it, but all using the extension mechanism, I guess. And yeah, that, that provided better IntelliSense, that be- better refactoring. But these days, yeah, the out-of-the-box experience has been really good. Yeah. And what's interesting, yeah, what's interesting about Visual Studio is that when you install Visual Studio, you get like the Cloud Explorer, you get Xamarin, you get like, you know, you get uh, emulators, you get the test runners. (laughs) Gigabytes and gigabytes of data. I I love going through the setup programming, going through all the checkboxes because, yeah, so many extensions are available for it. A lot of them seem to do deal with specific products. So you have like your database extensions, like you said, your Xamarin extensions, each platform ships is basically an extension. And the cool thing is, because they're written that way, technically, you can write your own. Yeah. And I actually found myself running into this. When did I write my first extension? It was a joy of writing a first extension. <laughs> uh, you know, I think there's different types of extensions when you mm-hmm. when you think about it. My favorite thing that 
I think when I started writing and doing a lot of MVVM development with MVVM Lite, I would install MVVM Lite, which is actually just like this VizX that you would download. And if people don't know what a VizX is, it's like a Visual Studio extension package. And when you installed it, it installed some templates, but also at the same time, it it, it installed these really cool code snippets, which mm-hmm. like I would write MVVM and it would be like, here's everything that you would want to do. And you would just like hit enter and it would just plaster this code down. And you're like, whoa, this is amazing. Like this thing is writing the code for me because yeah. we're writing a lot of libraries. Like MVVM Lite is just a library, but Laurent like took it to another level. And he's like, I'm going to get code snippets. I'm going to get templates. I'm going to do all these little things that are micro extensions essentially into the IDE that are super cool. Phew, man, I have never even tried that thing. Is, is that good? It, it sounds a little confusing. In, in retrospect, how do you feel about it? Well, I feel great about it. I mean, to okay. me, it's like it's like when I wanted to get started with something, I could just install the NuGet. Like you could optionally, when you install MVVM Lite, just install the NuGets into your project mm-hmm. and read some documentation. Or you can install the VizX mm-hmm. into Visual Studio or, or go to options and extensions and updates essentially is where all these extensions are at or on the, the yeah. Visual Studio marketplace. And gallery. then yeah, the gallery, gallery, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Visual Studio Gallery. When you when you install that, it gives you all this extra stuff. So if you're really looking to get into it, that that's a great experience. And I think Prism does that too. And a few other MVVM right. frameworks do that. It's like, hey, let me help you set you up for success, which is very similar to what Xamarin does, right? When you install Xamarin, that is an extension for Visual Studio. So it gives you all the templates and it gives you all this other stuff mm-hmm. and the designers. And it's a big, it's a very large extension. I mean, bigger than ReSharper. <laughs> so... Yeah, I think uh, snippets were my entry point to it. I mean, if we're going all the way back into like your first foray, I think everyone has to start with snippets. There's always some amount of boilerplate code that you have to write whenever you're using a library. So it never even occurred to me that, yeah, when you ship a library, it'd be kind of cool to ship an extension with all these snippets in it. So I'm kind of digging that. Yeah, it was like a really, really clever thing because most of the time we're documenting. Actually, this is a smart idea for all my plugins. Like if I could Mm -hmm. just plug in media, take photo, and then it just gives you the code. And and it helps set people up for success. Or in in my case, I found myself writing a whole bunch of snippets. Um, I think ReSharper had a way to write code snippets easily. It was like a meta meta yeah, i used to write a lot of them they had this cool little language and you could bounce around you had different uh, holes in it that you could fill in you could run code i guess to like a regular expression and autofill mm-hmm. different parts you can make them very complicated oh they're so good oh. you're bringing me back to my glory <laughs> days of where i used to be like so productive with code snippets and now i <laughs> present so much I, I never use code snippets ever because i, I like to be very verbose when i type things but <laughs> well i i think also if you find yourself putting a lot of snippets in your code that means you're putting a lot of boilerplate in your code i think that Mm -hmm. is kind of a code stink like maybe you should um code smell (laughs) what's the word (laughs) um you should maybe think about your architecture how you're coding things so you don't have to write as much boilerplate but certainly when you're you know if i'm writing straight ios software where you just have delegates everywhere and overrides everywhere there's just so much stuff to write yeah i have a table view controller snippet and i love it (laughs) yeah and it's and it's i think it's it's really easy to do and and to create these things i think all i had to do for snippet i don't i remember how i created snippets but i ended up moving on from snippets to templates because Mm -hmm. 
like that was the next evolution was I was doing a lot of file new or not even file new. When, when, when people think of templates, they often think of file new, but what I think of project templates. Yeah. I think of item templates, right? Those are the good ones. Those are the good ones because you only create a project if you're not demoing all the time, every once in a while when you're creating a new app or you're messing around, but you're adding things to your application all the time. Like in the in the Android world, you're creating and adding new um, you know, Android layouts. You're creating new menu options. You're creating new, you know, new demand XML, all these different things. <laughs> We're adding new, you know, um, adapters and recycler view adapters. And you can oh, essentially yeah. create an item. Instead of doing a code snippet, you say file um, add item. And you say, this is my image adapter. And then you can essentially replace like magical strings with that name Mm -hmm. and then just boom, there's the code. So I created my own series originally of Android templates for Xamarin because I was like, these templates out of the box are not good enough for me. So I created my own and I think I had to install the Visual Studio. Like you're essentially creating an app for Visual Studio, which means that you have to install the Visual Studio SDK to develop that SDK inside of Visual Studio. It's so meta, it's so cool. I don't know, it blows my mind. It's a little tricky too, because there are versions and you gotta get all your versions, right? There's a million versions of Visual Studio. And so when you're creating like this, what do you call it? Keep calling it a VizX package. You gotta tell it which versions of Visual Studio you're compatible with. And so there's some details, but in general, you actually go get an extension that enables you to write extensions. You install that, it comes with a bunch of templates. You start up one of these templates. actually pretty decent i found um mm-hmm. like just getting started at that level is pretty simple it only gets hard when you try to really integrate into the ide like pull data out of it yeah. but at the first level definitely at the template snippet level it's pretty trivial yeah the, the templates are nice in fact visual studio um, once you have this thing installed you can say create the project and have it exactly how you want it and then you just say export template and it literally just exports the template for you. <laughs> oh, now cool. that's going to get you only so far. You really want <laughs> to uh, smooth it up, if you will. And you really want to butter up that template. So for instance, for the plugin for Xamarin template, that took me a whole day or two to actually create a single template. Because when I do file new, it's creating like iOS, Android, UWP, older <laughs> Windows phone. It has the NuGet thing in there. It's like doing all this crazy thousand files. <laughs> exactly. And in fact, like I have a little wizard. So what you can do is when someone creates a project, you can implement this interface called iWizard, which is cool. And then you can have custom attributes that you then can replace and update. So um, I have this like replacement dictionary thing that swaps out different things inside of it. It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, <laughs> but it 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 only took me like a day or two to to figure out how to extend it even further. But if you're just creating some stuff for yourself, it's like, hey, I have this template. I probably want to create an app like this again or an item again is even easier. Export done. And then if you want to distribute it, you create like a little mm, XML file essentially and extend it. And it just like blows my mind that you can do it. So this is uh, the T4 scripting language, is that correct? Uh, where it's, uh, it, what, it's a template language. Did you find it easy to learn? Oh yeah, it, it's super okay. easy because, I mean, most of it is essentially gen- generated for you, but- uh, <laughs> I mean, aside from that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was relatively straightforward. I mean, in, you kind of think of it like a string, 
uh, regular, like a string regular expression in some way where there's little dollar signs and there's really good documentation on it like that you can HTML templating engine, I just assume. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. And if you've done any web work or done any XML or CS proj type stuff, you'll be able cool. to figure it out in no time. Yeah. And then, okay, let's say I, I write all this stuff. How do you publish to be up on the gallery? Yeah, so so the gallery now has been renamed to the Visual Studio Marketplace. Okay, this is, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Showing my age here. This is newer. Um, and in that the VizX, when I say VizX, I could be saying this completely wrong. It's a V-S-I-X, a Visual yeah, Studio. Yeah, that's what I thought. Say, I see it di- say it differently in my head. I was like, what How do you say it? How do you say it? Visix. 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 I call it a Visix. Uh, and it's, I'm probably saying it wrong. The Visual Studio team will probably yell at me about it. <laughs> but so when you create this Visix, there's a Visix manifest. And this essentially is an XML that describes like what versions of Visual Studio do you support? What's your um, description? What's your license file? What's who's the publisher? And you just kind of... Um, it's kind of like compiling an application. You compile it up and it kind of zips up and you literally just upload it to the Visual Studio Gallery or Marketplace and it's available to download. Like, boom, you give it some tags, some categories. Walk and me through it, walk me through it. How, how does one upload to this Marketplace? Do you have to get an account? How do you do it? You create an account or you log in with your MSDN account, for instance, or your Visual Studio account. And you say, I'll do it literally right now. I log <laughs> oh, in. Boy. I click on my account. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust um, the internet. They changed this before. So let's see. So there's when I go to the, here we go. Yeah. We go to Visual Studio Marketplace, build your own. Um, da, 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 da. How do I do it? Extend subscriber portal. I don't know. They probably they probably messed this all up, and now it's probably really hard. <laughs> Share and get feedback in the marketplace. Oh, okay. How do I do it, Frank? I, I, I won't extension. put you on the stand. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's very simple. You go to the bottom, and there's publish, and you say upload new extension, and you drag and drop a file into oh, it. right. That's what I was hoping for. That's what you do. Okay, cool. Yeah. So this, this marketplace should be full at the end of this podcast. Everyone should be uploading their favorite templates at least. Yeah. And and surprisingly, you know what? I released these things. um, I just released them randomly. Uh, I was like, I'm going to release these for myself. I'm tired of doing file news, Amazon, Android app, and it doesn't give me what I want. So I created my own. I created these plugins and my just my 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 actual templates have 50,000 downloads, (laughs) which is crazy. That bragging. Is that humble bragging? No, that's it's a little humble brag. <laughs> it's yeah. just brag. <laughs> and, and that's the thing is these extensions, people can install them, uninstall them really easily. Yeah. Um, and they don't really always like templates don't impact your day to day. You know, oh, you can um, just delete it if you don't like it. Exactly. And and a lot of people like templates and you see this quite a bit. But there's a lot of so many integrations out there that are mm-hmm. that are that when you go to this marketplace you're like whoa that's crazy but you'll find your popular ones like code rush and um, resharper and new gets on there right even new gets an extension technically and you can go and install these things pretty much nonstop. but yeah <laughs> do them for yourself extension. <laughs> yeah do them for yourself at minimum that's a thing because that's what i started and then if you want to make it easier if you're on multiple machines that's when you can just upload it to the the marketplace and then you know, let it go. I didn't even upload an icon or anything. It's just like the default. I'm lazy. So 
but it's uh, there. one suggestion try to make icons the defaults are pretty terrible looking <laughs> they, they are absolutely horrific I, I, I did a little bit of time that was the thing with the templates is once you export them and you finesse them you can add additional metadata you can add screenshots like when i tap on my file new like flyout navigation it'll show me like a, a photo of what it will look like and things like that which is really nice yeah i'm all about it i love templates yeah um but I think you can even, that's the thing is like, that's the beginning part of it. And that's the simple template, but then you can extend things even further um, by kind of really creating really elegant extensions. So when you do file new, it launches like a full like WinForms, WPF, crazy wizard and all sorts of a crazy stuff, right? I mean, you can just go to town on it essentially if you want to. I have wondered about that because they've always had some kind of wizard mechanism built in there. So do they have a high level wizard mechanism or do you basically just have to build a UI as if you're writing an app, but this is your file new project UI? From my understanding, yeah, kind of like how the um, ASP.NET MVC ones, I'm pretty sure you have to make those and build those yourself from my understanding. Okay. Yeah. And okay, I, and I fair think, enough. Yeah, so, so at that point, you're going to have to start to have a little bit more knowledge of what's going on, I would say, um, to, to really kind of keep it going. But yeah, I don't know. I gotta, I'd have to look into that a little bit more, but, um, I think that what's interesting is there's so much that you can do with them, right? It's like, you can, that's just the beginning part of extending. Um, I haven't even gotten to Xamarin studio yet. So, um, but before we even get into Xamarin Studio, because I know you've done some stuff for Xamarin Studio, let's uh, let's take a quick break uh, and, and thank one of our amazing, awesome sponsors. And uh, this is a company that I love. You love, Frank. And it's a little company called BitRise. Oh, yeah. And always oh, so good. I, we could not be more thrilled to have BitRise um, sponsor Merge Conflict. And for people that don't know what BitRise is, BitRise is essentially complete continuous integration and delivery for your mobile applications. I use this for all my mobile apps. They can also do it for like your NuGet packages, things like that. Um, your Mac applications, you know, Frank, you have like Mac and iOS applications in here. Yeah, I have like every platform on there. I, <laughs> I even have WinForms compiling under BitRise. Yeah, I, I use it for libraries and apps. I just love having everything under one roof. So I've just tossed everything at it. It's so good. And they have these new workflows. And actually just uh, today, they launched a brand new dev center um, that gives you like all this great documentation, everything you could possibly want to know. It's brand new. When you log in, you go to devcenter.bitrise.io. And when you go there, you're going to find like all the documentation ever you need. And what's great here is that you can automate your builds in literally minutes. I mean, if a minute, like you literally point it at a GitHub repo or a Bitbucket or a Git repo or whatever you want, GitLab buck thing, it doesn't matter. Boom. You're building, you're testing, it'll figure out if it's iOS, if it's Android, if it's Mac, if it's Xamarin, whatever, good to go. And it creates this workflow, a default workflow, but then this workflow is all these steps with all these integrations. Like, do you want it to go to, like, send me a Slack notification? Do I want to go to Tesla? Do I want to deploy it to Hockey App? Like, all these different things. It's pretty awesome. And we've had um, people um, tweet at us, actually, that they set up their first app in, like, two minutes, and they were blown away. Um, and, and they have a free... Uh, a free a free free mode too. You can get up to like I think it's ten minutes of build time, things like that, for any of your applications. Really powerful. You can use any of the integrations. But I've actually outgrown that. I, I automate all my apps, and I'm on the pro plan, uh, which is, which starts out at like fifty dollars a month to to do this and and build as much as you want, kind of unlimited for any of your iOS, Android, or Xamarin apps. And we work with them. Super secret, awesome promo code. 
You can go to bitrise.io slash merge conflict and you get a $25 coupon code um, to get $25 off a pro plan. Bitrise.io slash merge conflict. Awesome. awesome. Thank you, Bitrise. Thank you, Bitrise. Thank you, Bitrise. Um, yeah. And what's crazy is when we talk about extensions and integrations, like I, I did actually create an, a Bitrise extension thing. They have like a whole little marketplace <laughs> there too. But yep. um, what's interesting is you live a lot in Xamarin Studio, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they have a little gallery of sorts <laughs> that I think that I've oh, seen one or two of yours in there. It's, an, it's a wonderful gallery. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I, I started writing, uh, getting off of the template topic, we can actually write extensions uh, in the IDE that are just uh, our own UIs. So you can put basically anything into the IDE, like little apps into it. And these can run in just little panels and things like that. So you can just put them off in the toolbar. They just merge with the rest of the tabs. So any little tool or anything you want, you can actually build a UI. And I've taken that to a bit of an extreme. I keep writing these things over and over again. So uh, I, what did you write? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know. What do you want? Um, well, back in the day, I wrote, uh, I think I need to test my code more often, but I hate writing unit tests. So I tried to write an extension to help me write unit tests. That's a good idea, right? Yeah, that is a good idea. Because I, I'm imagining in my mind, you're like, I have this method like I want to unit test it, right click, run, right unit test, right? Exactly. But I want it even simpler than that. So what I did was whenever your cursor was inside of a function, something that took inputs and produced an output, that it would give you an Excel sheet style UI showing all the inputs as columns. And you could just start filling in a spreadsheet with all your test data. And then mm-hmm. as you're filling in that spreadsheet, it would actually execute that function live because you know me, I love my continuous uh, stuff. <laughs> uh, and it would calculate, it would actually execute that function and produce the outputs. And so just as quickly as you could type into like an Excel sheet, a data grid, you would just be building tests and seeing outputs. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love that thing. I don't know why I don't maintain it because <laughs> I could really use it. Well, the truth is I don't maintain it because I switched over to Xamarin Studio, writing oh. everything on the Mac. And that one was for Visual Studio. Yeah, that was like one of the hardest parts to me is that you know Visual Studio and Xamarin Studio, they're obviously two separate IDEs, but they have mm-hmm. different templating systems. They have right. different plug-in integrations and it's yeah. essentially like you're writing for two systems in a cross-platform way. for two systems yeah there, there's very little code share between them i mean uh, yeah you just like in the classic uh how you write um cross-platform application yes you can share 80 percent of all your logic but you still ha- end up having to write the ui layer or like you said in the case of the templates you start from scratch you start from scratch. And I think they're trying to solve that. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll see how it goes in the long run with the new Visual Studio for Mac. Like my my optimal goal is that we still would probably want to create a unique user interface, just like Xamarin on Xamarin Studio is very different than Visual Studio. Like you want to look and feel like the native platforms. Yeah. Um, but as far as like what should be shared, like a template is just a template. Let it just be, you know, that'd be great. Yeah. But you know what my favorite extension was in Xamarin Studio? What's this? Um, I, bl- I blogged about it. So John Dick, uh, do you know John Dick? I do know John Dick. I love I, him. So, Remo- <laughs> how do you say his name? 
Revth. That's what I, I, I we're gonna. This is the episode of we don't know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> okay. Um, Revth. R e d t h. And I think Revth codes um, <laughs> is what his uh, blog is. But he wrote this really cool uh, extension for Xamarin Studio, and he obviously wrote it just for himself. But mm. there are these two folders when you compile anything in .NET, essentially the bin and the obj. And I'm going to call it the obj because that's what I've called it for 10 years. The OBJ. What's wrong with that? Sounds good to me. Moving obj. Obj. Yeah. And these two folders are pretty great. And they have all your like DLLs that you've, you know, um, done and all this debug information, all your PDBs, things like that. Sometimes they get in the way um, (laughs) and you just want to blow them away. So he wrote like this extension for Xamarin Studios, like called obliterate folders or <laughs> obliterate bin folders or something, yeah, the obliterator. Right. Yeah. And you can right click on a project or a solution and it'll just delete all of the bin and obj yeah. folders for you automatically. <laughs> and it was like my favorite thing ever. It was so simple, but that was one of those things yeah. where it's, it's an extension to a context menu that then executes some code and deletes those folders. And it was like, I did a whole blog post on Mott's codes about it. Cause I was just like, this is the best <laughs> thing ever, you know? So. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Cause it, it's, it's actually this um, annoying common problem in pretty much all IDEs. When you say uh, project clean, project clean is supposed to delete everything everything so that when you do a build again you know for a fact you're not reusing anything staled cache or you know you're not getting old junk in there you're going fresh every time but the joke is and then like xcode has this problem visual studio has this problem Xamarin studio has this problem build clean doesn't always work and so i love john's solution just yeah just delete the directories It'll figure yeah, that, it out. That's all you need. That, that's what I really want clean to do. And I swear that's what, like you said, that's what clean is supposed to do. But I feel like it never actually does that. No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. And you can obviously tell that John wrote that as a personal extension. Like he just wrote it for himself. And that's what I think is important about this ecosystem is we love these IDEs and then sharing them with the community. Because if something bothers you, and you can just write this little plugin. You have this knowledge of the IDEs. Like you can just share it to the world. And maybe people install it and maybe they won't. And yeah. maybe you want to support it. Maybe you don't. But in the in the case of this one, it like worked amazing. And I'm, I'll put a, sh- a link in the show notes for it. Yeah. And I, I think it's actually caught on a little following because if you go into Xamarin Studio Add-in Manager, where you can find all this stuff, click on Gallery, uh, you'll find a few people, uh, a few extensions called Person's Names Extension, as in yeah. personal extensions for this person. And so it's, I think it's always fun to kind of dig through those and see what's available. The neat thing about Xamarin Studio also is if you write an extension that does need to be compiled, it actually executes, uh, they have their own uh kind of continuous integration server where you just point it at a git uh, folder, git whatever URL, <laughs> and yeah, uh, put an XML file somewhere in it, do the right thing, it'll automatically build your extension for you. So you don't even have to maintain it. You just ha- you don't even have to build it or worry about it. You can just upload the code to GitHub. Oh, that's Make cool. Real simple. Yeah, I like that. And, and even inside of there, you can add your own extension endpoints. So by default, it'll turn on like mm, stable and alpha channels, but you can add your own like uh, endpoint. So imagine you're working in a team. I think this is why extensions are so important because often you're working in a team and you're like, mm-hmm. hey, we all need this thing. So here is my company's tool set, like recommended right. things or things that we've built. And then you can just be like, boom, like, um, and it's super easy. The one that I have on Xamarin Studio was developed by 
Oh my goodness, I forget who did it, but it's called the Android Signature Tool. This is the best thing ever created beside okay. beside John's dick thing. Okay. Is that is that it literally in, in the world of Android, finding your MD5 and SHA1 signatures is really a pain in the butt. You have to write like Java, you know, command oh. line stuff to figure it out. I've seen this, yes. I've done you, this. You literally, and then there's a debug key store that's hidden somewhere on your machine. So whenever you're doing like uh-huh. Google Maps, you just <laughs> say, give me my SHA-1, or you say, here's the key store, go find it for me. It's like, here's your SHA-1. And you're like, it takes like a second. It's so great. Um, A whole extension just to find that one number laying around somewhere. Worth it, amazing, right? And then what's cool about this is, you know, other people start getting these ideas where it's like, oh wow, like this Android signature tool, what what other things like that do I have to do often Mm -hmm. um, to to get it? So, I don't know, I love it. It's it's so crazy, but no, no. I, I keep writing the bigger ones too. So uh, there's, uh, if, if you have F Sharp installed, which I think comes with Xamarin Studio and Visual Studio out of the box, I'm pretty sure you have it. Uh, it comes with the F Sharp Interactive. I don't know if you've ever tried that. You it's, write some F Sharp in the bottom. It's like a REPL, right? And then yeah, it executes. it's exactly a REPL, a REPL for F Sharp. And I got super jealous because while we have a REPL for C Sharp, we've had one in mono forever, uh, an interactive mm-hmm. C Sharp. It wasn't built into the IDE. I didn't get it. Mm. Like F sharp people, why do they get it built into the IDE? But C sharp <laughs> people don't. So yeah. that was one of uh, that was my first Xamarin Studio add-ins. Was I wrote this thing for it, and it was just a carbon copy of the F sharp interactive, and I wrote it for C sharp because I was just so jealous and I wanted that uh, ability. Where where did you learn to to do Xamarin Studio extensions? I've never written one. I, I, there's got to be documentation or something, right? Yeah, there's some documentation online. The truth is, mm, documentation online, definitely start there. But it's pretty easy, to be honest, Hmm. uh, because they have good templates for it. So you you just say, file new project. You you first add the extension to allow you to build add-ins. They call them add-ins. So you you install the add-in maker. Then you can go file new add-in. And then from that, you can just uh, you have this XML file where you define the entry, uh, what do you call them? The, the integration points so okay, where your yeah. add-in hooks. actually changes the IDE. Yeah. yeah, hooks. Yeah, good word. So you, you define this XML file. That one's pretty well documented online. You can find it. And then from there, you're just building, in the case of Xamarin Studio, GTK UIs. GDK. Oh, little GTK mm-hmm. action. Yeah. So if you can figure out the GDK library, it's pretty much a normal windowing UI library. It's not hard to figure out. So, you know, you do file new project and you just start building a GUI and all of a sudden you have um, you have an app in in the IDE. The yeah. point after that now, though, is sometimes when you want to get uh, data out of the IDE. So I want to know what files are open, what projects are open. Did you just build something? Did you just make an error? You know, all these little events. Hooking into that stuff, I'll have to admit, is not pretty well documented. So you just <laughs> chase around in IntelliSense and find it. Yeah, and all of this is based on MonoDevelop stuff. So if people right. MonoDevelop to xamarin studio and i'm looking now at the mono developer site and they have writing add-ins a whole section we're going to link to this it has like whole walkthrough of extending the project pad of extending the project model of doing right. um, editor color scheme definitions <laughs> well that's cool yeah oh that's that's one of my favorite parts actually um I, I i've really settled on this color scheme that i love to look at and so now i'm always writing i i just have to port this theme to every ide i normally use 
just yeah. terrible. I, I try to stick to the defaults, but I, I just love this theme. And so I keep writing new themes. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like that it's, I like that these things are easier to extend. What's actually interesting is when you think about the extension community that's out there, there's no community that's really grown faster than VS code. I don't know how much you've messed around with VS mm-hmm. code at all, Tons. but um, yeah. it is Oh, crazy. Like when you go to the VS code extensions, I mean, what isn't, I mean, the whole idea of VS code is that everything is an extension, like out yeah. of the box, you get what Roslyn and some stuff in there, but Barely, I mean, it still recommends that you install some C sharp extension. Every time you open a project, it's like, oh, yeah, go get this extension. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it's they just opened it up like halfway through the product. At first they didn't have extensions or anything, but God, once they opened it up, it, just it got flooded it's uh you can find extensions for pretty much anything now in the case of that it's usually just kind of build environments and language extensions and themes but sometimes you'll find more interesting ones they have templates too yeah yeah i wrote how i use visual studio code as my default markdown editor because there's this what's actually funny is that built into vs code without installing anything but vs code is a markdown editor yeah and a markdown viewer Mm -hmm. but the problem is is that you can't buy out of the box. You can't do them side by side, a preview and the actual editing. Mm -hmm. So there's an extension that all it does is put it side by side (laughs) and that's it. Whenever you open a markdown file and I'm like, this is the best thing ever. This is all I wanted to do. And it'll download images for you. That's the little things. It's so great. (laughs) It'll download images for you. All these are, I'm like, Whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I was always disappointed in their uh, default markdown handling. I think they can do a little better out of the box, but fortunately, yeah. the extensions out there save the day. The extensions. Now, I've never written one for VS Code because I, I literally only use VS Code for um, markdown editing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I think if it was built into Visual Studio, which I'm not sure why it's, it's not built into Visual Studio, <laughs> then I'm sure there's an extension that does it. That's the thing is, yeah. is letting it know. It's Um, actually pretty easy to write VS Code extensions. You can imagine instead of big XML files, you create big JSON files defining all your (laughs) hooks and things like that. And then um, it's actually an HTML-based app. So you end up manipulating the old HTML DOM. Oh, that good old DOM. Yeah, because it's all Electron, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. So you end up building your UI in HTML, which Good old Electron. Yeah. What is kind of interesting is when you think of being a cross-platform developer, and to me, it's always it's always been focused on mobile, but it's like, you know, we extend into writing things for desktop, for IDEs, for, you know, watches and wearables. It's like, we're, our code is everywhere, um, yeah. which, is, which is delightful to think about. Um, and to, to me, it's all been about productivity, which is why I love Visual Studio and Xamarin Studio. I'm super productive in them, but... These little things make it even just, I don't know, more productive. Yeah, you know, I I think back, uh, I was once learning how to be a machinist. And uh, these are people who know how to shape metal and make things out of metal. And one of the first things they taught us how to make was the tool, the tool that you use to machine other metals and things like that. And so it really always stuck with me that... um, we spend all our time using these tools and things that it, it's good to learn how to customize them a little bit. I don't mean go wild, don't remap the entire keyboard or anything, but if there's something repetitive you're always doing, it's fine to take a few minutes and work on a tool. Yeah, I think so. And that's to me why I created the the templates originally was 
you know, if, if I try to create a plugin from scratch, it's going to take me, you know, an hour, two hours. But if I sit down for a day and write this little tool, which is just a little template, um, then I can save all those hours are just gone. It's just, you know, just like going in and if I was to delete the bin and obj folder every single time, like those are minutes that I have to open the folder. Do this thing. It's just tedious. I can automate it in a way. Yeah. Um, I don't even think of it as saving minutes off the clock, but it's just, it's the frust, it's the tedium and the frustration. Just remove yeah. those. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I'm now I'm making the tool work for me. So Frank, you write amazing software. Okay. And you wrote some amazing things for IDEs <laughs> that I think sparked uh-huh. this whole thing. And I think if I look at our Zencaster um, wall that I think I've spoken the entire time. So I think I just want to shut up and let you talk about what you've been doing. And I'm going to poke at you every once in a while. Oh, okay. Well, continuing on my theme of I'm super lazy and I just want to be coding as quickly as I can be. So that started with that uh, test-driven development kind of thing. Then it progressed to I wanted the C-sharp interactive within the IDE. I found that it still wasn't fast enough for me. I still want to be able to code fast and see the results of my changes very quickly. And so Back in the day, uh, I think it was about a year ago now, I was just actually looking at the Git log, I released uh, an extension for Xamarin Studio. And what it did was continuously monitored your code, watched whenever you changed anything. And then as you were working on your code, it would visualize whatever UI object you were working on. If I was working on a login page, it would show the login page. And then I could futz with the code. I could move a dialog a box over here. I could change fonts. I could change the data model. I could change the actions that buttons took. All typing that in and just seeing the live results right in the simulator all the time. Have you ever seen that? I tried to write a blog post. I tried to tell everyone about it because I'm like, this is how you should be writing code. I think I, I saw. I think I saw my YouTube video and I was like, this is the best thing that I've ever seen in my life. But it uh-huh. kind of amazed me because I remember installing the extension. I was like, I was like, whoa! It's like it's more than just an extension. It like was paired with this NuGet thing, and then it was like mm-hmm. built into the IDE, so you actually could <laughs> manipulate things. And then it was like like knowing what I was doing. Yeah. It was really mind blowing. And I was like, whoa! It actually worked. That's that's what blew my mind. Well, yeah, this was my third attempt at it, right? So I had figured some things out at this point. <laughs> I'd kind of, yeah. But even then, um, I, I was in love with the thing, but it had a few drawbacks. Uh, one of the first ones was um, I had just started switching over to using F Sharp. And mm. it only worked with C Sharp. And then a few other things happened. It had a few weird dependencies that I didn't fully understand. So it was magical when it worked, but it, it would fall apart sometimes. And I would try to explain, but, you know, there were just issues. And then uh, Xamarin Studio got updated to version 6, and mm-hmm. the API broke. Don't you hate that? Yeah, and I New versions of, uh, of major IDE releases, yeah. Yeah, they're so much fun. <laughs> and that broke my um, add-in, and at the time, I was working on something else called Continuous. <laughs> and, <laughs> Good naming there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you have to see, in my mind, they, were, they are the same project. Um, all I'm trying to do is... Uh, C code as quickly as I'm typing it. I got kind of jealous of some of the other languages out there, uh, some of the interpreted languages, and I wanted that. 
So this is a long way of saying, unfortunately, the project languished for a little while. It never worked on Xamarin Studio 6, but I've been really kicking myself in the pants to get it up and running again, and I've succeeded in that. And so, again, you can go to um, Continuous Coding, my GitHub, and there's little instructions there. It tells you how to install it, and you get this fancy little extension for the IDE that enables all this again. And, and does... Um does all the videos and documentation still kind of work the same where it's just kind of mm-hmm. set up a little code snippet and off to the races? Yeah, it's a one-liner. I told you, I, I love that stuff. So to integrate this into your own apps, it just uh, you put one line of code in there. It only works on the simulator. It's a little bit of a drawback, but when you're doing development, the simulator is pretty good for most yeah. things. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I mean, that's how I develop about 80% of the time and then when I'm doing fine, like design work or doing some code manipulation, interactive like that. stuff, like whenever I'm dr- writing a drawing app or um, not even drawing, just interactive. Whenever there's a lot of buttons to press or swipe gestures, things like that, long press, uh, you kind of want to be on the device because unless you got the awesome uh, Xamarin iOS simulator for Windows and you have a touchscreen Windows device, mm-hmm. the the normal simulator is just not good enough. So you want to get onto the actual device so this extension this extension i'm pretty proud of it because like i said it's my third round at it and i feel like i've finally built something where making just making an improvement on ides and development i like that yeah it's and it's good because not only because the companies like microsoft like xamarin like you know other companies that are creating like Android Studio or Eclipse or creating even VS Code. Uh, there are only so many employees. There are only so many developers mm-hmm. and they're yeah. prioritizing work. And um, there's different objectives for every single company. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm inside of that. You know, I'm, you worked at you worked at huge companies. You worked at you yeah. worked at Microsoft, too. We've all worked yeah. at Microsoft at one time. <laughs> uh, and you you get to see how things are product and, and managed. And I think that the companies want to do everything, but you really have to prioritize what you're doing. So if like, I don't get this feature right now, well, I guess I'll just write it, you know, and if it's going to help you, that's why I write, right? That's why I wrote the templates. That's why I write plugins. I mean, uh, plugins are extensions for apps, not necessarily for IDEs. That's how I looked at them. And um, just like components, just like these extensions that I'm creating, it's like I create them for me because I really want them. And I think that's the biggest drive. If I had like one takeaway from this podcast is create like, these things for yourself out of this need because that's going to drive you to actually keep it going because you know it's going to really just like i don't know it's going to delight you essentially and that's why it delights me and then when i get to others are delighting it 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 gives you that nice like warm fuzzy feeling yeah just this extension i was talking about like i said i hadn't been able to use it for four months or five months or something like that and i got it working again and i was like where have you been i've forgotten you you were you're so awesome why am i why have i been struggling this whole time why haven't you been running and so it's just yeah especially the things you build for yourself i mean you built it for yourself because at some point you were really stressed out or really annoyed by something and generally those pressures don't go away automatically so and I think tools. it's also just a great world that we live in that where we have this openness, right? That we can extend these IDEs to the point that you, like you said, some are overextended, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice that we have nice frameworks and these IDEs were thought out in that way originally yeah. of being extension points. 
Yeah, and just going back to your uh, small teams, these IDs are so big that sometimes they can't do these far out features or these features that are very scary and fragile, like this continuous coding stuff I'm talking about. Uh, because IDs are huge and they're fixing bugs, just making the core set of features work. You know, yeah. so we, what do we want out of IDs? We want the core product to be super stable and strong. And then we as a community can build it up and make it awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm all about it. We're going to put all these awesome links in the show notes. So be, um, take a look for those and we will make sure that we put this update that I'm excited to go check out again. New weekend holiday hack project, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm super excited. Well, awesome. Extending IDEs. Uh, man, it's such a, I don't know. It, it always blows my mind when I, I sometimes you forget about them. They're so and powerful. Think, They're so powerful. These tools. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else you want to add in there, Frank? we did it <laughs> did it crush it well thank you so much again to bitrise and man this has been merge conflict check us out at mergeconflict.fm if you use itunes please give us a review or if you use overcast please hit that recommendation button and until next time i'm james montemagno and i'm frank krueger thanks for listening peace <laughs>